What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List with my guy Dom. This is RB. Uh, here, we're going to take a little bit of a lighter turn after talking about the Batman last week. Go to a couple of newer releases on Disney+, Plus. Uh, those being Turning Red, the new Disney Pixar film, and West Side Story. Uh, two really, I mean, I felt really great movies, really enjoyable, both of them for very different reasons. Uh, I saw West Side Story in theaters and saw uh, Turning Red at home. Dom, you weren't able to see West Side Story in theaters. You saw both of these on Disney Plus, right? Right. I saw both of them on Disney Plus. They both caught my eye in the main banner ad there. And um, how do you feel about uh, Turning Red not being released in theaters? You know, it, it surprised me. It caught me yeah. by surprise because I saw the trailers in theaters. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, this looks great. Like. Disney Pixar is probably going to hit it out of the park again, as they tend to do. But I mean, taking advantage of the uh, of the platform Disney Plus, and maybe you know they're seeing a decline in interest in going to movies in the theaters. Disney and Disney Pixar are so they went with the strictly release film on um, on Disney Plus. I think they did that with Onward too, right in the heart of the pandemic. Correct. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know, liked Onward a lot. We yeah, go check yeah. our review. We have check one our review on Onward. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm grateful that it's saving me what the the nine bucks to go to the movie theater plus popcorn and whatever. Um, I like going and seeing movies in the theaters, but when it comes down to it, I like the experience of going to the theaters. But the bottom line is, it's about the movie, no matter what. Right. Uh, what environment you take it in, in, and you know, I think when you put out a good product, as Disney Pixar has consistently done whether you're watching it on a computer, on a TV or on the big screen, I think overall you're still going to feel pretty pretty awesome coming out of the food, uh, coming out of the film. Yeah, Disney Pixar definitely one of the most consistent uh, film studios out there. Seems like almost every movie they put out there is a big hit. So, um, what what's the verdict on this one RB? What's what's the score for Turning Red and then after we discuss Turning Red we'll head over to West Side Story. Yeah. So turning red, I'm going to say this was a nine out of 10 for me. Wow. Um, okay. There are definitely better Disney Pixar films out there, but that is no discredit to this film. I love this film. Um, it evoked emotional responses, which is I think a big part for both of us of getting into that nine and 10 range. And this film definitely did, but at the heart of this, you know, this was a, a coming of age film. And I, I had a lot of people tell me before going in, like, as, as a guy, maybe I wouldn't connect to this movie as much, but I, I felt like there was a lot of coming of age that it didn't matter, male, female, uh, you know, there were a lot of relatable subjects in this film about growing up. And that's what I loved about this film is I think they yeah. hit the nail on the head. And this was a film that was connectable for anyone, you know, in the age range of, you know, that 10, 11, 12 coming of age all the way to, you know, in the upper echelons of age, anyone who's had that growth from, you know, sort of child to teenager into adulthood. And that's what Disney Pixar does best, right? You yes, know, they, they make all their films that way accessible to such a broad spectrum of different people. And um, <clears throat> I'm glad that you said this one uh, appealed to you, RB. I think at least for my score, I'm going to go a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I'm paying close attention to where it sits amongst the other Mm -hmm. Disney Pixar ones, because like you said, RB, there's definitely ones I think I like a lot better than this one. Um, but where I'm trying to find a comparison point in my mind. And the thing I keep coming back to is I feel like I like this one about as much as I liked a good, the, the good dinosaur. Um, okay. 
So uh, I don't, did we already talk about the good dinosaur in a well, Pixar in episode? Our, in our Pixar episode, okay. we did a three-part breaking down every Pixar film up to onward, I believe. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I think in there I gave my uh, score of like a seven and a half or the seven and a half to eight range. So okay. I think that's what I'd stick with around there because I was, think this one was pretty comparable. Um, okay. As far as like uh, commenting on one thing that you brought up, uh, the emotional response in this one, I think that there was one scene that hit me pretty hard, but it wasn't on the level of your Coco or Toy Story or um, anything like that. I think there was one scene that I thought I connected with and it was okay, but um, yeah. Looking at, yeah, looking at the breakdown for me, because that's exactly how I rated this, uh, okay. this film, was looking at how it sat amongst other Pixar films. And I would put this one... Above, I, I'm not a big fan of The Good Dinosaur. Um, right. I thought it was sort of a, a disorganized, sort of jumbled up movie yeah. um, compared to this one. This one I would put like just a notch. You know, I have my 10s, Toy Story, Toy Story 3, Inside Out are 10 out of 10s. Then we have the next level, the Toy Story 2, the Toy Story 4. Those are like nine and a half for me. I okay. put this one just under that at the nine out of the 10. Got it. So Toy Stories are definitely above this one for you. Toy Stories, Inside Out. I think those, Coco is another one. Those yeah. are the masterpieces of Yeah, uh, Those are the ones we Disney gave tens in our, in our... Tens uh, and nines and yeah. nine and a half. Yeah. yeah. I would put this, I'm a huge fan of Cars for completely yep. other reasons, just because that was like my first Disney Pixar movie <laughs> that I went and saw in theaters. But Cars to me is a nine out of 10. I would put this on the same level as Cars. Totally different reasons why Cars does not to me... Uh, exhibit emotional responses i just love cars the film yeah yeah um, but yeah still at that level of nine out of ten felt every bit as good walking out after seeing this not out of the theaters did you like ratatouille better I, I would put it another one same level as ratatouille i love ratatouille. <laughs> i love ratatouille dude yeah. i think i like ratatouille way more than this one okay. so yeah i'm, I'm okay. gonna stick with my score seven and a half you're gonna go with nine on this nine, one yeah all right for sure um now Let's uh, let's talk about maybe just a couple of specifics on this one. The one scene that I'm talking about that I thought was kind of a nice emotional uh, climax of the movie was when the dad sits down with the daughter yes. towards the end. I thought that was a really great scene when the dad finally it seemed like the dad was quiet the whole movie. And then he finally talked that this one scene. How would you feel well, about yeah, this? I, I'm going to I'm going to go even further and say okay. that to me and I, I, I'm curious how you feel about it. Yeah. The whole final third of this film from the point they have the what do they call it the ritual or the yeah yeah where, where she's introspectively in the forest with you know her panda and she can't separate from it right um all the way through the end of this film and then we have the final sort of sequence where we're inside after the the ritual with her and her mother and we see her mother's coming of age moment struggling in in that whatever you want to call it, that ethereal forest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that whole third of the movie is what put this movie from a level of like the good dinosaur uh, to more of the higher echelons like Cars and, uh, and Ratatouille for me. Yeah. I I, that, whole, that whole third of the movie is the point that I felt like, wow, this is something special. Uh, this is something that it. Pixar has created that we have not yet seen, which is amazing with how yeah. many films they put up, put out now with very similar content. What do you yeah. think? About yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I want to bring up, a, a film we haven't drawn a comparison point to that I think this one has a lot of narrative ties to is Brave. I think this one has draws a lot of connections in that. Um, the kind of animal spirit idea of it. Um, 
another one I'm just kind of mind. Um, Brother Bear. Have you ever seen that one? Yep, I've seen okay. Brother Bear. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, that's that's an older one, but yep. also kind of these movies kind of they they kind of had a similar feel in, in terms of the narrative, yeah. and um, the and the and the interpretation of like the spiritual aspect. I think that's kind of where they draw the most similarities. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you, RB. The third act really brought it home in this movie because um, maybe the first quarter of the film, I was kind of wondering when this movie was going to become unique or different from something we hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. he said. And um, uh, about halfway through, like I said, um, the, the, the kind of climax for me was when the dad came in yeah. and talked and, and that kind of really turned the story around and became something really interesting and the humor in this one how'd you feel they did with the humor in this one i think I they, they did a good job that was yeah my favorite part of this film you know there yeah. are definitely i'm not going to say disney pixar films because i like so many disney pixar films but there have been disney films that try and be funny that try to be funny that just kind of fall flat this was not one of them i i was laughing throughout a lot of this film definitely so bravo yeah. to uh to julia cho and uh, domi domi shi I mean, they did an one thing I was job. actually reading RB is that this is the first because, uh, you know, usually these Pixar movies, it's, you know, one or more people as the director because they said yeah. they have there's so many people to manage. So um, usually there's multiple directors. But this movie uh, directed solely by uh, Domi Shi, the female director, and it's the only Pixar movie directed by a female director solely. Yeah, there, there are a lot of amazing things to say about Domi Shi because this is her this was her feature film directorial yeah. debut the only yeah. other thing she had directed by herself was uh bow yeah the short before um incredible two that's what that was right yeah right right and i i mean she's she's been a storyboard artist for pixar yeah. um she worked on inside out the good dinosaur incredibles 2 toy story 4 amongst many other roles within pixar but i mean this is her debut uh, like I said, in a feature film, I think she hit it out of the park with Bao, one of my favorite uh, Disney Pixar shorts to open up a film, and then did just as well, if not better, here with Turning Red. And I, I really am excited to see what else Nomi Shi can do in her career. Uh, so really excited to see this young director, um, you know, like I said, sort of hit it out of the park, at least from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for you too, you really enjoyed yeah. this film, right, Dom? Better than good film for sure. Yes. And uh, I, I, the last thing I want to touch on on this, and it was very similar to the film Bow. I love the animation style, very different from the animation style in most Pixar films that have gone, you know, of course, Toy Story being the first, you know, that computer animation. This was a little bit different, which I yeah. loved about it. I love the style of animation I, they chose. I do want to comment on that too. Yeah, between the two dimensional and the three dimensional. Go ahead, Dom. Yeah, I do want to comment on that too. This was, I, I don't know if I've seen, uh, I, I, the one Pixar movies I ha- haven't seen are the Wreck-It Ralph movies. I feel like those also kind of take a stylistic approach. But um, usually I'm used to the Pixar, uh, you know, usually their animation is like hyper-realistic, like super realistic, like um, in Toy Story 4, like when you see grass and stuff like that, it looks like real mm-hmm. grass. This was a very stylized approach that I'm not sure I've seen them uh, attempt before. And I think that it was distinct enough to warrant, um, you know, a lot of praise, like you said, RB. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I mean, I think we've we've spoken about turning red uh, enough here. Unless there's anything else you want to add, Dom. We both really enjoyed this film. Nine out of ten for me. You were a seven and a half, eight, Dom. What would you put? On? Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with seven and a half. Seven I and a half. I think that's where I would put it above like a good dinosaur and stuff like that, but not quite at the level of some of my other favorites. Okay, perfect. So if that's all we have to say about turning red, let's move on to. Uh, completely different film yeah. uh, in the form of West Side Story. Uh, yeah. West Side Steven Story. Spielberg, man. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about backgrounds. You know, I'm a big musical guy. I love, yeah. I mean, what, what was your knowledge of West Side Story before watching this song? Cause I'll tell you mine. Okay. You know, I'd never seen it. I'd never seen it on stage. I'd never seen the film. I knew the music from right. it and I knew the story. Uh, going into it but this was my first experience seeing everything sort of put together the dancing the acting the music all of it together on screen stage whatever what was your background of, of West Side Story before watching this film I'll immediately tip my uh, English literature cap here and say mm -hmm. that the, as far as my knowledge went was that it was similar to Romeo and Juliet yes. the Shakespeare okay. play and that's about it I had not seen any prior in, in, in iterations of the West Side Story story <laughs> so yeah. all right perfect okay so you had just a little bit less than me but i think that's the major thing is knowing yeah. that west side story is a was when it came out a modern telling of uh oh of one thing i forgot to comment i did watch this with my parents and they had both seen the older version of west side story so they had been telling me what it was going to be like so i did have a little information in that aspect but got it yeah so should we start off with our scores or how do you want to start this off yeah, let's let's start okay. off with our scores like we usually do, and then we can I, chat more about it. So you go I'm ahead first. Really excited to talk about this one actually, because okay. I think you had mentioned that I needed to see this in uh, an episode. We'll plug real quickly was our top movies of mm -hmm. 2021. You had yes. said this came at the end of the year for you, and it was at what was it? You're like number two or three? I can't remember. Yeah, it was it was definitely in my top five. I think it was yeah. three or four. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, if he puts it in his top five, I got to see it. So, um, man, this one blew me away. I'm a mm -hmm. big musical fan in general, as well as you are, RB. Mm -hmm. I think we both love, you know, Singing in the Rain, all that, all of our classic oh, yes. musicals. So, um, for me, this was up there with some of the best I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I think this one really impressed me in more ways than one. Um, my score, nine and a half out of 10. I think that it was near masterpiece level. Um, if not, I could even be, maybe perhaps you can convince me, Ryan, to even give it that masterpiece rating. Um, so, but what, what's your score? What's your take? Yeah, I, I'm giving it a nine and a half as well, which okay. is what I gave it in, in my top films of 2021 because it's 2022 yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I had to think about that one. Yeah. A nine and a half out of 10. I have a hard time giving a film that is a remake or, uh, putting, you know, a, a play to, to screen as a masterpiece of cinema. Cause it's not a hundred percent original to me. To be that 10 out of 10, it has to be something we've never seen before. Right. But the way it was done was masterful. So nine and a half out of 10 for me as well. Excellent. Excellent. So we're in full agreement here. I think um, let's just go into full. I mean, most people already kind of know what the West Side Story is. If you don't, um, here's your warning now to, you know, stay clear of spoilers because we want to talk details about all the characters and all the performances. Yes. So, um, Let's just talk about the most important aspect of this musical, and that is the music itself, the choreography and all the aspects of that. Um, I thought it was top notch RB. I think that down the line, you could look at every cast member in this and they just did a fantastic job. The, the dancing was just 
the best I've seen in a movie in a probably a long time. Ever since I saw Singing in the Rain, probably yeah. some of the best dancing. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of hype um, in 2021 about In the Heights. Yeah. And the, the choreography from that. Now, I wasn't too impressed by the choreography of In the Heights. I was very disappointed from In the Heights, having seen it on stage. I wasn't crazy about how they did it in cinema. So I was a little skeptical seeing how they transform West Side Story. Seeing the trailers looked very similar to the style of choreography that they did in in the Heights, but I loved how they did it in West Side Story. Yes, the choreography was incredible. I believe Josh Peck is the name of the, or John Peck is the name of the choreographer. Sorry, last time, Justin Peck is our, <laughs> our choreographer. Um, and he has a background in uh, choreography on Broadway. He has won a Tony Award for Best Choreography in uh, 2018 for the musical Carousel. So he's done the stage choreography and the way he translated it into film, I thought was incredible. Yeah. And, and let's talk about the man behind the screen Spielberg for a second yep. here. Yep. His directing was top notch once again in this film. Um, after I thought he had a few good films, like, you know, I, I don't think we've ever discussed uh, his film before this one, which was, I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, ready player one. Um <laughs> Right? I love Ready Player One. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that I enjoyed that one as well. I didn't know, think that it was as top notch as, um, gosh, I wish I had looked up his movies beforehand. I, I've got it. I've got it. Go ahead. Um, Which one? So the one with Tom Hanks about uh, the bridge. Bridge of Spies? Uh, bridge of Spies, yes. Yep. I thought that was like a almost a 10 out of 10 movie. So that was like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Okay. So. Then going to Ready Player One, I was like, oh, this is good, but not that level. And then now back with, uh, with West Side Story, uh, back at the top again here, because, man, that, this, is, this was a top-notch directing from him. Now, I, I'm just going to sort of take a quick detour yeah. here about West Side Story and just want to hear your thoughts about this. I think West Side Story, so West Side Story was, came out in 1957 on stage. 1961, they made the original feature film West Side Story. I think it was a brilliant choice to release West Side Story in, with what's going on in what was going on in the world at the time with a lot of dissatisfaction with, uh, with different backgrounded people in the United States, especially with our administration and some of the things that were said about the, the pandemic. And I think they chose a, the right time to release this film. What, what are your thoughts on that, Dom? Yeah, and um, I think that it, they did a good job of uh, marketing it um, as like a really upbeat and hopeful, hopeful romance film, which is what it was pri primarily, even though at the end it ended kind of darkly. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was a good time to release it RB. Um, I think that it didn't perform as well as most people might have uh, expected for a Steven Spielberg outing, you know, he's known for those big blockbusters. I mean, this is the guy that made Jurassic Park and Jaws. I mean, Schindler's List. I mean, the list goes on and on. Saving Private Ryan, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, there you go. So there's more and more movies we could list. So, um, but this one wasn't one of those big uh, releases that he's used to. And I think primarily that's because most people waited to, you know, either watch it on, I think it's on Hulu, it's on HBO Max, it's on Netflix or, you know, whatever. It's, it's on a lot of different services that you can watch it on. So, you know, that's just the reality of the motion picture industry. 
Um, but anything else you want to comment on uh, West Side Story? The ending was really dark. Yeah, I mean, let's. I, I think we should talk about some of yeah. the performances. Um, mm -hmm. Personally, sure. I think all star cast. Yes. Uh, well, well performed. Uh, Ansel Elgort as Tony, Rachel Zegler as Maria were both excellent. I think. And I'm ready to see her. And did you know that uh, she's going to be the Little Mermaid? I did know that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I didn't know who she was until I saw this movie, and now I know who she is. So now I'm excited to see her be the Little Mermaid. Uh, is is she Little Mermaid? I'm pretty sure. Now, now I'm looking. It looks like she's going to be Snow White in the live oh, live action I, Snow White. I got it mixed up. Yeah, yes. you're right. Okay. Yeah. So she's Snow White. I got yes. totally mixed up. Yeah. But that that'll be still, nonetheless gonna be excited yeah. to see that Did, yeah i feel definitely. like they've already done so many snow white live actions though haven't they yeah but they haven't done a true snow white you know they've they've yeah. done snow white as our main character you know a la um what, what's the one that i man i just watched it the tv series where like this oh the super, once uh, upon the, a time once upon a time and yeah you know i, I feel like enchanted was kind of yeah. snow white similar but yeah, no, yeah. They, we haven't ever seen really, at least from Did Disney, you ever see those, um, those movies with Kristen Stewart in them and it's like The Huntsman? Snow oh, White Snow White Huntsman. and The Huntsman. And then, yes. Yeah, they, they, those were they like the Snow White movies. movies. Those yeah. were Snow White too. Yeah. Snow White as well. Yes. I know. I've never seen those. Those were universal. Yeah, I remember going to yeah. see one in, in theaters and thinking it was pretty good. So yeah, I, I might I, have I to rewatch them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I just yeah. getting back to our cast in this film, yeah. I think uh, to me, one of the best performances in this film was Ariana DeBose as Anita, the, the older sister. Yeah. I thought she and oftentimes you hear about West Side Story that this is one of the characters that sort of makes the performance. And I think she was incredible. The I, I like to be in America sequence was probably my favorite sequence in the film. Such a great sequence. Such yeah, a great and, and she hit yeah. it out, out of the out of the park. And I didn't realize this, but now looking back at her, you know, uh, she she won so you think you can dance. So very clearly a dancing background, a great voice, voice for the role. I thought she was wonderful. Absolutely incredible and a great acting performance as well as singing and dancing and all of that together. Just everyone in the in the uh, entire cast, I was so impressed with how could they sing and dance and still be able to act at the same time and do all these things. It was really incredible uh, all the way around. Um, especially, like you said, the two main characters uh, had good chemistry, good romance. Um, how about one of my favorite sequences was in the gym towards the beginning of the film. Oh, the, the dance, the, the rumble at the, at the dance. That was fantastic. I love yeah. the, the um, cinematography, the, the choreo, the color coding there with, you know, the blue versus the red was so great. Yeah. And that's got to be one of the hardest things to do when you oh, are yeah. bringing a stage, you know, staple like West Side Story to screen is when you are seeing something in the theater, you are seeing in your line of sight everything that is happening. When you're bringing it to the, to the screen, the director and, and the director, directorial team is choosing what they want to focus on. And sometimes you can lose a lot of the power of scenes from stage to screen because you're focused on one thing and you're missing everything else that's going on. I don't think this was plagued by that. Right. I think absolutely. we saw everything we needed to see. Yeah, I, I'd fully agree. We need everything we needed to see is hundred percent right, RB. Yep. The, the, every, lots of great wide shots, lots of great uh, camera moves. Some of them I was like, wow, I can't believe they pulled it off. So hmm. absolutely. This was just a mind blowing experience for me. Um, 
one movie we disagree on that I would compare this one to, I, I think that this was on the level of um, La La Land, which was one of my favorite musicals. I know that you're not too hot on that one, but that's one of my favorites. And Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I hear what you're saying for yeah. sure. Yeah, so this was really up there with that, so for sure. Um, but not as good as Jaws or Jurassic Park, I think. I like those yeah, that's movies. that's that's a fair <laughs> assumption. To me, those are those are both ten out of tens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So, uh, is that it for this week's episode? Yeah, I think that'll <laughs> that'll just about do it for us. Um, though the big question though is that I have for you, Dom, is what what are we doing next week? Uh, yeah. I don't know if, there, if there's anything really big coming out in theaters yet, we we still got a couple of weeks until uh, Morbius comes out, which yeah. I know will be a big one for us. Um. We could go back to if you want to do the uh, the basketball episode with March Madness upon us. We could do a review of Coach Carter and Hoosiers, and you know I know you're a big fan of Hoosiers. I've never seen it. You yeah. said you've never seen Coach Carter. It just got to Netflix. We could do that one if you want. Yeah, we could we could do that. Another thing that's coming out really close is um, Moon Knight, which uh, maybe oh, we yes. want to just do a review of the premiere episode and yes. see what we think about that. Okay. So um, we'll we'll have to double check the dates on that one later. But um, yeah, so. Either or, as, as far as yep. that goes, either or. For fans, stay tuned. We'll have a, yep. it'll be a surprise next week, just like this week. We thought we yeah. were just going to do Turning Red, but bringing uh, West Side Story to it as well. Keep them on their toes. Keep them on yes, those toes. Always, RV. always. That's how we keep keep you guys hooked. Uh, so, guys, um, if you like being hooked here on top of the list, be sure to uh, leave us a five star review on your uh, on our podcast sites and leave us a comment on Spotify. Now you can do that. Let us know what you thought of Turning Red, West Side Story, or any of our other reviews, as well as stuff you'd like to see us review as well. Yep, absolutely, guys. We'll see you on next week's episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.